Welcome to Heather Ewing, the CRE Rundown. I am your host, Heather Ewing, founder and CEO of Abstract Commercial Real Estate in downtown Madison, Wisconsin. And today I have a real treat for you. We are bringing Andrew Keel from beautiful Orlando, Florida to the show today. Andrew, welcome. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Heather. Definitely. So since our audience doesn't know you necessarily, maybe they've come across you or worked with you in in different states, please share with us a little bit more about yourself and how you got into commercial real estate. Yeah, happy to. I started out flipping residential properties down in Orlando, Florida. Uh, This was back in 2014, 2015. And I, it was in my income was inconsistent, right? I had probably did four or five deals, uh, flips per year, and I wanted more recurring income. You know, I was interested in rentals, and uh, I basically got a. I was wholesaling and trying to find off market deals, mailing letters, and putting up bandit signs. And through one of my yellow letters, uh, I got a lead on two manufactured homes, mobile homes, uh, about an hour and a half away from my house here in Orlando. And mm-hmm. I went up and I bought him. It was a very motivated seller. He, he just wanted $1,100 a piece for two mobile homes. Um, oh, wow. So I bought these two mobile homes, didn't know what I was doing, got the titles, came home and got on YouTube and typed in how to make money with mobile homes. And there was a guy named Lonnie Scruggs who had a whole YouTube channel teaching people how to create mailbox money by selling mobile homes in other people's parks uh, on contract to an end you know, buyer. So I did that with these two homes. It was very successful with them. Ended up doing 19 more of these Lonnie deals to create that mailbox money, you know, while I was flipping a, a couple houses here and there. And through that process, I met a mobile home park owner who started giving me the homes in his community that would go vacant, that that people would <laughs> would abandon. And I said, How does this make how does this make sense for you? You know, the, the right. park owner. I took him out to lunch one day and and he was very nice and and elderly gentleman decided to just kind of pour into me and, and teach me the model. And he said, you don't have to have all the money for the down payment or the improvements. You can actually wow. raise that. You can pull together investor money and right. you know be the operator that operates the asset, be the sweat equity partner. So once I, I heard that, I had this aha moment and I went all in. I literally went to all the boot camps, read all the books on syndication, mm-hmm. went to you know syndicating events. And at one of the events, I was fortunate enough to sit next to a guy that worked at Goldman Sachs and was interested in investing into the mobile home communities. And it was like a God thing. I mean, he we, we just clicked right away. He had the money, but not the time. I had the right. time and the willpower. So he basically wrote me a check for $5 million to buy our first five mobile home parks. And we did really well on those. It helped me build a track record. So since then, we've bought 43 mobile home communities and 11 self-storage facilities. And you know we have a full, full uh, syndication platform that uh, we pull together investor money and, and buy commercial assets and, and manage them to you know, hopefully get great returns. Right. And that's great. And one of the fun things, too, is that I have not interviewed anyone yet that is into the mobile homes and self-storage. So thank you for uh, expanding us in that sense. And I think it's one of those frequently people don't think about it until kind of like in your example where you come across someone and then one of the signs of a sure entrepreneur really is, is you have the idea and then you create a plan and you go for it. And I think what kills a lot of people or prevents them from ever getting to that space is that they want to know 
every little detail, have every I dotted T cross, and it just doesn't work that way. And to your point, Andrew, YouTube has such a wealth of information. And that's where I say this day and age with technology, the different mentors, resources, you're really able to find some of that if you do some digging. And I think to your point, really making a firm decision really differentiates and separates the pack. A hundred percent. Yeah. When you find a niche and you find that opportunity in the marketplace, you know, that's the hard part. You don't really realize it when it hits you, but you're like, wow, this is a really good opportunity. But I know so many investors that just get that analysis paralysis, that fear, they let it take over. And instead of just following the 80-20 principle, you know, they need to know a hundred percent of everything and then they never get there. So they never get to, to take that next step. But uh, yeah, it's mobile home parks is an amazing, interesting business model. We love that we're able to provide affordable housing for people that need it, you know, in these secondary tertiary markets where it doesn't make sense to develop, you know, affordable housing subdivisions, you know, it just, it doesn't. So when we're able to add, uh, you know, buy from mom and pops and add housing, uh, it's really rewarding. And then it it also, you know, is rewarding from an investment standpoint. Definitely. And I think your story also exemplifies of getting creative and with financing, different things of that nature that you don't have to have all the money. And sometimes you are the sweat equity. It's really creating the relationship that works. And just as the equity is important, so is the knowledge. You have to have both to be able to do deals. So it's creatively putting those pieces of the puzzle together that allows you to grow your your count and also your net worth. So what would you say is something that has surprised you maybe in the last few years? So you got into it around 2015, 2014, correct? That's when I got into the Lonnie deals. Didn't, you know, yeah. I was I studied for probably a year and a half before I was able to put that first deal together, uh, which we closed in 2017. And, you know, since then I got obviously we've expanded, but uh, right. Yeah, I think something that has surprised me is, you know, we we've got in at the right time, right? Like seventy mm-hmm. percent of the mobile home parks in the U.S. are owned by mom and pop baby boomers, and th- that only own one or two properties. So, you know, they're not running these things as efficient property managers would. You know, they're self owners; they live in the park or near it, and there's just so much meat on the bone from a NOI standpoint by you know filling vacant lots, submetering and billing back for water sewer, uh, you know, fixing up and, and the deferred maintenance and you know fixing up empty homes. You know, some homes just need four thousand dollars in rehab and then you can fill them. But the mom and pop was doing all that work themselves and then right. they, you know, they got older and now they just let them sit vacant. So mm-hmm. when we're able to buy a property like that, it, it just we sleep really good at night knowing that we're going to maximize these properties where the previous owner wasn't. Well, and I think also it's the value add, which is what you're seeing. And whether it's in retail, restaurant, leasing, sales, whether it's a mobile home, storage, all these different avenues, is it's common to come across these people. And I think it's through effective prospecting, right? Whether it's yeah. cold calling, door knocking, getting out, going to different networking events, learning, upgrading. And I think kind of a common premise for so many of us is just genuinely wanting to help. And when you see someone that's older, especially, you want to make sure that they receive a great deal, right? I mean, we're all going to be older someday. It happens quickly. Yep. And it's it's the golden rule. And you want to take care of people. And at the same time, you don't know what you don't know. So that's where you're able to come in and, and really increase the value. 
You're exactly right. And and 95% of our deals come from cold calling. And I spoke Mm -hmm. with uh, an elderly uh, woman earlier today. Uh, Her husband passed away a couple years ago, and now she's managing the mobile home community. And, you know, she, she enjoys it. It gives her something to do, you know, but as she's getting older, it's getting harder. Right. And uh, I said, Hey, how many years of cash flow would you get if you sold this thing, you know, in a couple of months? And that was like an aha for her. She was like, wow, this is like 15 years of cash flow. What you're right. I think I do need to entertain right. an offer, yeah. you know, you know, instead of, you know, every month in and month out having to go door to door to, uh, to chase people down for rent. So yeah, it's just, right. You know, getting in front of people and offering that solution. Asking the right questions. And I think frequently, since they're not in real estate, it's not natural. It's not second nature for them to ask themselves those questions. So those are the pivotal questions which help people decide and to move forward on the right path for them. Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So with real estate, no matter which state you're in in our nation, things are busy. Timing is such a big deal as is location, rents inflation. How do you find that mindset helps you to separate from the pack? Yeah. Mindset is so, so important. You know, I've, I found that your mind often tries to trick you and the best (laughs) way is to trick it back. Right. So I'm a big affirmations guy. Uh, I'm a big, uh, you know, just working out and and healthy, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, education through podcasts and meditation is, is really important. So, so yeah, I think it, that confidence is the key, right? Like you could get a good deal and not even know it. And, you know, I, someone asked me the other day, like, Hey, you know, I, how do I raise money for deals? You know? And I said, you know, you got to have that conviction, you know, you got to be able to pick up the phone and call everyone in your Rolodex because you full heartedly believe that this is a really solid deal that you're going to be able to get these people, these returns. And when you're talking to investors and you have that type of conviction, because you know, that deal, like the back of your hand, the money mm-hmm. flows. The money's the easiest part. It's just finding another deal that 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 is that good, and you have that much conviction. And so, uh, mindset is everything. That's a that's a great question. A great point. I agree completely. So, you know, tying into that, then the fitness realm. I'm a big marathoner, so that's my oh, fitness. Awesome. Yeah. How do you see that fitness ties in so well? Right, because frequently you hear people that are too busy. A lot of people are stressed out. Real estate is not for the faint of heart. How do you find time to create it within your day, right? It's it's a scheduled thing. You're married, have a little one, a busy life as well. How do you find and make time for that? Oh, it's the priority. You know, my, my health comes above everything else. So it's the first thing I do every day in the morning. Uh, I, I love running marathons. My wife's a big run Disney fan. We live in Orlando. So we go and do some of the Disney races. Uh, I'm a big Ironman 70.3 competitor. I'll do probably two a year and I just love it. It's, it's me time. It's, it's, you know, right. First thing in the morning that I'm able to knock out, uh, after I get the kids off to school and it just sets my mindset for the rest of the day. I've already accomplished so much. And the Ironman slogan, like their, their whole mantra is anything is possible. And when I first started training for an Ironman, it was like this big daunting task. I mean, I, I had a coach and I was training for like a year to do my first one. And it was like, wow, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this, but I'm going to you know, go all out. And I put that yeah. plan in place and I was able to accomplish that. And that carries over now into my business life where it's like, hey, anything is possible. You just have to you know, set a plan and follow it and the, the execution will follow. 
That is true. It all starts with the plan and and whether there's no plan that is completely perfect and you're going to have to deviate and adjust, whether you're sick or different things happen throughout the day, family, things of that nature. And so I agree with you completely. It's creating the plan and knowing you're going to have to adjust. There's days you don't want to do it and days where you could do it forever. And I also see it as an integral part of people's lives, their health, their business, and the positive thoughts, the mindset really do transcend from that time of physical exertion throughout the day. And that's where my, you know, I would implore to anyone, even if it's walking, just get outdoors, get some type of movement because it makes such a difference in your life and career. Totally. Yeah. And, and what you're passionate about is not random. You know, no. I'm, a, I'm a believer, you know, God puts these, these ideas and these passions in our minds for a reason. And yeah. I think that that's also really important to, to follow and, and to, to, to pursue those passions, put that plan together uh, and execute upon them because you're giving him glory when you do so. Well, and I think that's the neat thing too, right? It, it provides a greater essence. I think it allows you to really see the full realm of what you're doing. It's not just doing deals, right? Or buying and selling. And I think it really helps you to help your clients on the fullest level and it just gives it more meaning. So I think that's a very important point. And then when you transfer over, you know, all the different forecasts for the year, what do you anticipate happening? And what's an area maybe that you're focusing on? Yeah, I don't have a, a crystal ball and and who knows what the Fed will do with interest rates. I, right. I I don't, you know, try to predict that kind of stuff. I try to work on what I can control. And what I can control is our operations, our property management, and ultimately driving NOI, you know, like within our properties that we own now. And when we're looking at new acquisitions, it's it's not, hey, what 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 does this look off of off of the uh, the current income, it's always, hey, what income, you know, what forced appreciation can we create here by increasing the income? How can we do that? And I won't buy a deal unless it's like an obvious, you know, value add that is, you know, it's going to take some elbow grease. Not a lot of operators will buy the same deals because it's a lot of work. But those are the deals that I feel safest in because I know that with our operational efficiencies, we can drive NOI. And I think that yeah. is where I'll continue to, uh, you know, to play. That's great. So you've been established now for several years, right? Just about a decade. What advice would you give to someone that's new to commercial real estate, right? What's maybe one or two things that in looking back, you're like, oh, that would have been really helpful to know, whether it's a book or resource or maybe one of those powerful pivotal questions. Yeah, I think a lot of people get hung up on the money. Like, how am I going to raise the money for this deal? And I would say that it's important to note that acquisitions and sales and, and finding deals is the lifeblood of the business. So it, you, you, need to, you need to start there and master that. And if you do so, the money will come, you know, everything else will fit into place for it can. But I think when I talk to new operators out there today, they're so concerned with, hey, how am I going to find the money to this deal? I don't come from a rich family. I don't come from money. And, you know, it's amazing when you get a problem in front of you that you haven't come across before, how amazing the human mind is to find solutions that you never would have even dreamed of, right? 
that yeah. you'll find the money. It's just, you got to find a deal good enough that you're willing to stake your, repu- stake your reputation on it and have mm-hmm. that type of conviction that I'm going to make this thing a success. You know, like there's no, there's no, I'm burning the boats. And when you have that kind right. of conviction, right. like, it, the money will flood. Napoleon Hill. That's Definitely. Right. Yeah. So last but not least, what would you say living fully means for you, Andrew? Living fully? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's such a, such a, an awesome statement. I would say you know, being true to yourself. Right. And uh, I would say being balanced, you know, and, and identifying your values, right? Like my values are written on my, my refrigerator and my bathroom, like mirror. So like, I see them every day. I consider them and I look at, I have like some daily meditation, you know, mantras that I look at. And again, some people think they're tacky. My brother for one, he's like, what are you doing? Like, you know, you have these weird (laughs) things you're, you're repeating to yourself that, you know, you're, uh, you know, different, different things, uh, to motivate myself. But Again, your mind will trick you. Your mind, if you let yes. it, it will trick you into thinking you're not good enough, you're not capable, you know, you don't know what you're doing. But if you consistently feed it, you know, good food and and good thoughts, it will, you know, you can trick it and you can accomplish amazing things. So I think living fully is such an all-encompassing thing that has to do with faith. Yes. It has to do with wellness. It has to do with the people and community that you're around. And uh yeah. Thank you for asking that. Just talking about it gets me excited. Yes, definitely. Well, and that's the thing too, is it's a unique question, right? Especially in commercial real estate, in the real estate realm throughout the nation. And to me, you know, it's such an important point because it is foundational and all of our actions come as a result of some type of goal or intention. And that's why when you've talked about affirmations, you're in good company, along with meditation and things too, because I think without that base, we don't have anything to leap from. Exactly. So, yeah, definitely. Totally. So Andrew, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. And please do share with our audience, how can they reach you? If they have questions, maybe they want to invest with you or want to learn more. Yeah. Thank you so much again for having, having me, Heather. Uh, the best way to get a hold of me would be through my website, which is Keel Team. Dot com. It's just my last name and then team, like a basketball team.com. Uh, you can find, we have a free ebook that talks about the top 10 mistakes people make when investing passively into mobile home parks, um, which is a great way for people to just kind of get educated on this unique mm-hmm. uh, but interesting asset class that has a, a social stewardship component. So thanks again, you know, Heather, for, for bringing me on. My pleasure. Have a great rest of your week. You too. All right. Bye-bye.